I just filmed my pants. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fuck it. I just filmed my pants. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just film my pants. That's that's hey the guys, name. Welcome back to the first episode. <laughs> just film my pants. Yep. I'm down. I'll go with it. Fuck it, huh? Only like 50 people are ever going to listen to this one. Who knows? At most, huh? Hopefully. Hopefully. All right. Do you want to start it? <laughs> yeah, I can tell how I came up with it on the spot because I totally didn't think about a name. How do you even start a podcast? Yeah. Good evening, peoples. No, wait, hold on. I can get a better one. All right. One, two, three. Here we go. The following program is a Good Day Radio production. Enjoy. What's going on, guys? I'm Renee, and here with me I have Yuri. What is up, guys? And today we're going to be putting on air our first episode of a podcast we're going to call I Just Filmed My Pants. I Just Filmed My Pants. That's that's the title of it. I came up with it on the spot. I didn't really think of one throughout the week. I so think it works. It works. It, it for sure. It like we get it across. It like is. it's film and it's so good. You filmed your pants. Uh huh. Yep, yep. Exactly. That's what I was going for. So this podcast is pretty much just going to be me and Yuri. Uh, maybe once a week, bi-weekly. You know, we'll, yeah, we'll we're get still into sorting a schedule. out the details. We're we're honestly just going at it. Uh, you know, raw. So every week we're gonna watch a movie. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about parts we liked, parts we didn't like, um, cool things that we noticed about it. Uh, I will maybe prepare some information about it, you know, because I do like learning about movies. That's pretty much it. We're just kind of dissecting films, talking about, like, other things related to films that we also... Yeah, you know, it's not going to be strictly movies and film and whatnot but we'll bring you know, up it's gonna be the underlying subject of it yeah yeah we'll talk about MatPat you know how much I love MatPat yeah, you know maybe some Resident Evil now and then they have some movies actually so maybe it's a little appropriate um so this actually isn't our first our go first, at it. yeah well this is our second recording this is the first episode people get to listen to hopefully hopefully all goes well what happened last time is I had recorded on my laptop and I only recorded the first five minutes of it, thinking that it recorded the whole, like, 50 minutes of it. Yeah, we thought a Chromebook had storage <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> that was on us. Yeah, honestly, um, Chromebooks are not the way to go. I, I probably wouldn't recommend a, uh, a Chromebook. Yeah, if there's any computer people out there listening, we're looking for sponsors. Please, any PC will take it. Not, not Chromebook. Sorry, Google. Yeah, not a Chromebook. I'm, I'm, Google had its you chance. You let me down, man. You let me down. They had their chance, and then they decided to put a five-minute recording limit. No, that's not even, like, the official one. It's, like, it's because it doesn't have its own apps. The Google Chromebook does not use its own apps. It uses all website. Like, you go in the app store, and you download an app, air quotes, and it takes you to a website. It's 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 a link. You download a link to your You download a, just a link on your desktop, and that's it? Mm-hmm. That sounds terrible. Not that. So, so, anyways. Today, me and Yuri watched The Thing, a... 1982 horror film directed by John Carpenter, written by Bill Lancaster. 
John Carpenter, famously known for the Halloween one uh-huh, and yeah, the Halloween true. two. No, I don't think he did Halloween two. I think he just did the maybe first Halloween, Halloween three, uh, Halloween four and five. He, he did Escape from L.A. Is Escape from L.A. was good. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Escape from New York. He did Escape, Escape from, from New York. York. Uh, they live. A lot of them have Kurt Russell. I think Kurt Russell's good. Kurt Russell is attractive. He's nice. He he's fun to look at, huh? Like I like them in Hateful Eight. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think. I just remember him from uh, Escape from New York because he always has that eye patch. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, that's what Snake's based off of. Yeah. Snake from Metal Gear. It's based off of that guy because his name is Snake Pliskin, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Snake Pliskin. So in, in in Metal Gear Two, actually, when Snake is like dead and he's like being a spy, his he goes by Pliskin. So a little. A little escape homage. from New York, yeah, you know, a little homage to Snake, and uh, it ties back to John Carpenter, you know. So, it's pretty cool. You know, made in 1982. I feel like everyone remembers this movie for everyone. the special effects, right? The special effects. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who uh, has given any movie from the 80s a chance. Yeah. Not me, because this was my first time watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, you're Yuri, and you haven't ever heard of the thing, apparently, or yeah. seen any spoilers. I don't know how you avoid it on the we, internet, man. It's because the thing doesn't have any sequels, and that's what I like about it. There's, the thing is, like, this standalone film. Yeah, huh. And it's like, here's this, like, really good piece. Yeah, It's yeah. like Halloween 1 before they decided <laughs> to do a Halloween 2. Yeah, remember that, like, little graph I showed you last night where it shows, like, all of the Halloweens in their different timelines? Yeah, it's, like, dude, Terminator like, complicated. Oh my God. But no, just the thing. I mean... Uh, maybe like a sequel like th- there's a prequel. not an official one there's a prequel there's, there's a prequel? an official prequel yeah that came out in like 2010 ish it had a mm-hmm. uh, it had a uh, Ramona Flowers what's the name Mary Elizabeth Winstead really yeah, I had her in it and it's it's from the Norwegians it's a prequel so it's from oh. the Norwegians dug up their the point thing. of view uh huh and it ends I think it ends I remember watching like it on like TV it ends with uh them chasing the dog in the beginning of the thing of the first yeah and of this one right and so just a little about the movie uh if you haven't heard of it but this is pretty much just you know a little, it's an little, 80s little film fresher yeah. up uh there it doesn't count as spoilers because it's like 20 years old 30 mm, years old god I mean, 40 we'll probably talk a little spoilerish huh yeah I think yeah we'll we'll we're for sure gonna dissect it you had your chance so if if you see a movie that we ever talk about just know we're gonna spoil it but the thing is an alien crashes onto earth and it kind of just uh it's for those of you that are exactly like me the easiest way to put it it's among us the movie uh-huh, yeah it's literally among us the movie with like vents and like imposters and yeah like activities uh-huh. at first the whole thing it starts off with the aliens it gets straight to it they land and then it crashes no i don't think they shows them landing it just shows them flying well yeah space. like straight over earth though uh-huh it's like the scene. and it's like whoa there's aliens in this and then it just immediately dumbs it down yeah like it goes to like a helicopter chasing yeah down. that's actually like one thing that i did like about it is yeah. the pacing throughout the movie it'll bring up these little like whoa look at this and then it just makes you like like for example it showed the earth right with the aliens oh yeah uh-huh. and then it just cuts to straight cinematic shots of like, the mountain and stuff yeah big lady. long uh-huh. shots it's, it's it's pretty well done in every aspect right of course everyone loves this movie um, it cost 15 million to make, but it actually only made 19.6 million in the box office in America. Damn. And so, uh, 
a lot of people don't know maybe is that it actually did really bad when it came out it did really awful like uh you know compared That's to insane. what else is doing it, yeah even it, with kurt russell in even it with kurt russell, russell yeah so what happened is because it came out the same time as et uh star trek 2 tron all the space guys, things. Uh, all these sci-fi movies right and Blade Runner came out like the same day, actually. Oh, dude. You know? so yeah, you, I'm it sorry, was up, but... It was up against a lot, you know? But it, once people did watch it, they knew it was a remake of 1951 film, The Thing from Another World. And at that time, that was considered really good. So when you know when they found out there was a remake, you know it's like how today we find out there's a remake. We're just like, oh, oh my god, dude, yeah, this again! On, You're you know, regurgitating uh-huh. all this. And exactly what it was. It was a. Uh, it was adapted from a book. It was adapted from a book. Okay. It was adapted from a book called "Who Goes There," written in 1938 by John W. Campbell. So it was actually. The thing that we watched, 1982, is a remake of uh, a film. Ad- adaptation of a short book. So there's a lot of steps to get to here, but I like the I like the end result. I really like it. I think it was worth it. Like I said, it it's really good at establishing like an atmosphere throughout the whole mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know something's off, but they don't tell you straight the the bass that you hear every now and then it plays it like maybe four times yeah in the movie. Uh-huh. it's got like a little boom 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 and you're like boom, oh boom. something's something's up but you it's just like get heartbeat, uh-huh. you just get all these long shots of everyone looking all worried and unsettled and you're like oh god i like i like how like the snow and like darkness just like the whole time the snowstorm going outside you know like you don't really ever think about it you don't think about it but you, you notice it you know you notice how oppressive and claustrophobic it is to be like locked in with this thing you know yeah it's, it's good. I like it. Um, so I talked about bad reviews. Came out same time as E.T. So, Yuri, what'd you think of it? I mean, yeah, man. What'd you think? Your first time watching it? That's honestly a pretty cool thing to do, especially now that you have your little movie eye open the whole time, right? Yeah. So actually, like I said, it's it's hard for me to find interest in like older movies. That's why usually I don't watch them. Mm-hmm. Call me, you know, crazy, but sometimes I like a little, little action, yep. you know, yeah, but, Transformers. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. I get it. You got it. You got little, it with this movie, though, man. There's a lot of explosions. There's a lot more yeah, explosions than I remember. <laughs> There's like, like a not, lot of explosions. See, so the thing is, um, like other movies, older movies like that, it's really hard for you to find interest in them because they're just so slow paced. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was watching this, it just... I really like Among Us. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's part of my lore. <laughs> okay. But, so yeah, like so it, this movie really resonated. Yeah. So with it you. really struck deep with me. I was like, oh, you know what? This guy's sus. Like, let's keep an eye on him. Uh-huh. And then the whole time, dude, I was just like, oh my god. It took me. It it just resonated a lot with something that I guess is pop culture today. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean. For sure, Among Us like got inspiration from it, right? Like that's yeah, a huge thing. Like definitely, I think there's even a snow level where same thing. Like you have some of the similar tasks like that. And I was like, hold up, that's the blood test. The blood test is there actually a blood test? It's in it's Among not Us? like a. Fi- I don't know if it's officially blood, but there's like little thingies, and you have to put them in a. They're like test tubes oh. with like little liquids in them, and they're doing a little scan for something. That's pretty cool. 
okay. Yeah, I don't know. It went that hard. I mean, yeah, dude, I, I played it like once. I yeah, it's really, it's really not fun. I watched, if... I watched the thing and I played Among Us. I was like, this is the thing. And yeah, then... well, see, to me, the thing is Among, <laughs> Among Us. Us. <laughs> All right, yeah. Take but it. John Carpenter took a lot from Among Us. Yeah, big inspiration for John Carpenter. <laughs> big props to him. Yeah, it's cool that you brought up the the location though. It was actually filmed in Alaska, Canada, some parts Dang, in LA. Dude, that's insane. It was actually out there. I think they were actually out there in the cold, man. That's always crazy when movies do that. Mm, of course, the practical effects of it. You know, like that goes without saying. I feel like everyone has talked it to death about like how good it is, but you watch it and yeah, and you get it. You get Once, it. especially with all the Marvel stuff right now, like you're just used to CGI, oh, CGI, and you're like, oh yeah, this is cool, I guess. No, yeah, the the practical effects were really cool in this. I feel like yeah, to so, see like things I, pulsating and like as, ripping open. As much as I seen that one scene with the one with the dog, where okay, so like the dog that is the thing that appears in the beginning of the movie. Uh, like finds his way, finds finds his way into like the building and like you know is blending in, and then they put him with the rest of the dogs. And if you've seen the thing, you remember that one scene with the dogs and how the thing goes crazy and kills one of the dogs. It sprays some stuff on it, and then it's it's on the floor all mutating. It like wraps its tentacles around it and it starts sucking it in. Oh yeah, yeah, like really crazy. They even shoot the one. They dog shoot at the one a point. dog, and I was like, is that a real dog? <laughs> the chunk flies out. Yeah, like well, they shot at like a like a dummy for yeah, sure right but for sure in the split second you're like oh god i actually looked up uh the guy who did the visual effects who was in charge maybe most of it he was the main guy it's the guy that they mentioned rob botten so he's done some stuff maybe you've heard of the fog which is also carpenter i think he did the stuff for robocop uh, total recall total recall is really good oh, i haven't seen that one and so he oh, actually also did Fight Club. He did the stuff for Fight Club. Fight which, Club? I mean, Fight Club doesn't really have a lot of it, but it looks really It's got some, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like in the 2000s, so we go into CGI. Yeah. No, wait, what? 2000s? Oh, Fight Club? Yeah, two Fight Club was Yeah, Fight Club's something. like 2000-something. Yeah, like, I mean, what the only really thing I remember from Fight Club is, like, you know, the bruising that end scene? stuff. On oh, the end scene when they, yeah, you know what happens. Yeah, this is a spoiler for uh, the thing, not for <laughs> Fight Club. I mean, so tune can, in for the next one for yeah, that one. When we talk about Fight Club, we'll let you know what happens, and we can come back to practical effects. Fucking Robin, Rob Botten. Rob Botten, not to be confused with Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider? I probably would not make that confusion. Uh, maybe, maybe. Who knows, huh? It's maybe there. They look the same. Maybe they look exactly the same. They're both Robs. One thing that actually was kind of cool to see was um, Carpenter and Lancaster weren't the first ones considered to write and direct the movie. Really? Actually, uh, Toby Hooper and Kim Henkels, director and writer of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dang. Uh, they were almost the ones that made this movie. They almost did. but the studio... I don't know how that would have gone. Yeah, I mean, you've seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that's not suspenseful as it, much but as... But it, it is horrific. It is horrific. It's, it's... got, like, gruesome, uh, like, terror. Yeah, yeah, it's terror, huh? For sure. I always remember that one scene where the girl's, like, freaking out in the chair and her eyes just going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and so I guess, I guess the people at... Universal didn't like the direction they were taking it. I think they were trying to make it more scary that the people were like going crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. 
it's paranoid, you know? They were trying to focus more on that, on but the I paranoia think this one, they focused more on, like, the monster and... Yeah, that's that's one thing I didn't like here. Cause... The paranoia of it? Yeah, well, uh... I didn't think it was brought up enough, because they do go through paranoia. They start worrying about, like, well, what if you're an imposter and things like that? Yeah, it, it's well done. I think it's all written really well. Like, the performances are pretty cool. It all feels real. It all feels like... It does, because even you at the end are like, well, which one of these guys, uh -huh. spoiler, two of them are left at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we could talk a little about the... The about ending, the ending right? of it? So the ending, um, what happens is uh, there's only like three guys left. One guy goes missing. Childs, he goes off because he thinks he sees a person who we find out is infected, Blair. Yeah, so he thinks he sees him and he like follows he runs off. And so, so he leaves uh, Mac Ready, yeah, he uh, Kurt, Russell's, Kurt Russell's character. He blows up the whole thing. He sees the thing, he throws dynamite at it, and it blows up the whole building. Yeah, and a crazy so like, Michael Bay esque Michael like, Bay just finale. Right? Everything engulfed in flames. He's up. the only survivor, all badass, walking through the snow. Uh -huh. He sits down, and then Childs just walks up like nothing. Yeah, like all like out of nowhere, right? Uh huh. And, and he's so, like, hey, what's up? He's so like, oh, well, like, maybe we both should die, you know? Like, we probably shouldn't let this yeah. get to the world war because they know like why they have to die right they know yeah, they're both, just gonna go to sleep they're both sat there and the whole thing is that uh so before they blew up the building the thing had shut off the power and everything and destroyed the generator so they were gonna freeze to death but the thing can't freeze to death it just hibernates mm -hmm. So it was so, going to freeze and wait for a rescue to come and then, you know, do its alien stuff then. Yeah, and then move on to a new map of Among Us and then the whole <laughs> lore continues. Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, that's what was kind of scary about it, right? That was scary that, like, it probably didn't die. Yeah, it starts with the, the doctor himself. He Before he goes crazy, he's running, like, calculations on his computer. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, in about... 22,000, something like that. 27,000 hours, the whole world population would be infected. It's like, what the, I don't know how the computer got that calculation. Yeah, but. it's like, well, you know what? Here's a number. <laughs> yeah, here's a number. And I mean, it's still scary in itself, right? It's scary to think. Yeah. That like the each blood cell is like its own living thing, right? That's also what like that little program showed at the time that like. Yeah, so thing. the thing isn't like a. Uh, I don't know what you say, like a creature itself. Like each cell individually uh -huh. is a creature. Yeah. And they just absorb until they become more creatures. Kind of like Venom. Kind of like a Venom. Yeah. Kind of like a Venom. It's like a Venom Carnage. Yeah. Sorry. Same deal where each individual. Yeah. If you know Venom, still just fresh know... in my mind. Yeah. I see it. No, I really liked. I really liked the how. They kind of established early on that the characters were like smart, you know, they're not like dumb horror movie people, they're not making dumb decisions. Yeah, like no. right away, like they start like killing this thing, you know, like they see it in the dog pen, they're like, oh yeah, like, like yo, tell him to bring his flamethrower, yeah, like burn that, uh huh. And so, like, it every establishes time they... the characters as being smart, but then it's kind of scary because the thing just does come out of nowhere, you know, like even though I've seen this movie before and I know like how it goes. It's it's crazy to see like it just sneak past all these people and like even blend in like really well, you know, like you couldn't tell a lot of the people were the thing until like they were found out through hard evidence. Yeah, at first I didn't know what was going on because it opens with like the Swedish people shooting at the dog mm -hmm. and then the Swedish people start shooting at the Americans and I was like, oh, this is probably a war movie. Like never, oh, not once. Yeah, that's what you've my never, first. You've never heard of it. That's no, dude. Insane. I was like, oh, like this will probably lead into like the Swedes were trying to like protect something or some shit, you know? The Norwegians, the Norwegians. You're Norwegians, sorry. Kurt Russell, man. I, I Kurt Russell. <laughs> I paid attention to Kurt Russell. Yeah. 
and, and so, he calls them Norwegians. He calls, no, he calls them Swedes. Swedes. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really liked uh, how smart the monster was every now and then. I think one scene I'm kind of still thinking about, like, is when he's Blair, when he's the thing after he... When he's the doctor shack, and they're trying to, like, hunt him down, right? How, like, how the thing knew to, like, look out for these guys, you know? Like, he's this monster, but he's, like, checking his back, you know? I, I, yeah, I don't know. He, like, I, I just think it's by, and then he captures the one guy that's off by himself. It's cool how they were able to, like, explain the monster, and then, like, a lot of horror movies, when they explain the monster, it's like, oh okay cool that's, that's cool i guess they explained yeah, this really scary thing that's but- what i meant like this thing it, it plays exactly like among us so there's a creature and like they all see it it they think they kill it right and then they all have like a little meeting and they're like well what happened <laughs> yeah, and they, they all share all this information and then they all go back out into like the wild doing the tasks. they all do their own little thing and then they're like whoa someone else just died they kill another creature another <laughs> little meeting and it that's why dude it just had among us written all over it uh-huh. and i was like i i love this and man it's just among us how like the little kill because yeah that's... Scenes, you know the same way like the monster just comes out of nowhere like the, opens the up scene, like... the chest scene everyone everyone knows that one right dude, everyone knows that chest it's scene like right? a really sick dang but yeah so like the whole time i was just really interested because it would give you these little action scenes and then even the characters themselves, they'd be like, well, this is what we know. I like I like the suspense scenes a lot. That's what drives the movie, right? That's what makes it feel like the pacing's really well. It's just like constant suspense. It's constant suspense. You're trying like, to figure it out along with the people, you know? All there's the never a time where you have knowledge that they don't have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, you're learning it along with them. Exactly. I think maybe... No, yeah, I guess. Maybe because I've seen it before. I, of course, I knew it was a dog in the beginning, right? But for you, that's yeah, crazy. I can't imagine like how it dog. is to watch it. Because yeah, uh-huh. the dog just plays like a dog. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's just a dog. from a helicopter. I would, too. Yeah, right? They're trying to shoot at it. At me. Yeah. And then, so he runs into, like, the other guys. And I was like, hey, man, calm down, calm down. And he just kind of sits there. He, like, lays with them. And he just hangs out like at yeah. the pool table. And they and they and they later on think that 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 guy was uh, that, that the, guy thing. the thing because he spent so much time with the dog. And he's even like holding a knife behind his back a lot of the movie. And then like when he finally tries to kill McCready, he like goes and McCready shoots him in the face. And then they test his blood and they find out that he's not a thing. And like oh well you're a murderer. And he's like yeah well you know whatever. yeah well we're all gonna die. Uh huh. So. I think he acknowledged that pretty early on, right? I think that's kind of why he, he was like, like very early on scraps of dynamite vest to himself. So. McCready? Yeah. yeah well. That's after like, they well, think. If you guys are gonna take me out, I'm gonna take all of us. <laughs> Might out. as well, huh? Yeah. So for sure, he was like one of the smarter people, smartest. I kind of like that little beginning. I think I laughed at it when uh, he's playing chess at the computer. Yeah, he's then playing he cheats. chess. And he's like, "Hi, you're about to lose, huh?" And then the computer just checkmates him in two turns. In two turns, and then he like pours his alcohol into the drink. Like that kind of, I don't know, like small little details like that, like just, awesome. Like, destroys it's the so... computer. I love that. I wonder if that was a Lancaster thing, right? Is it the writer or the director that includes small details like that? Mm. Maybe maybe the director, maybe the writer. Maybe it's just Kurt Russell actually losing to a computer. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even like meant to be in the movie. Like it was just Kurt Russell like, I'm like dude, waiting that's a for his... <laughs> What are you doing, man? Actually, you know what? I just remembered in Kurt uh Hateful Eight, Kurt Russell. So what happened is um he plays guitar or the girl plays guitar on like a really hardcore vintage like uh, you know, a guitar. It's signed or it's old. It's it's valuable. It yeah, was a it's lot like of money, significant. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. They get it because the sound of a used guitar sounds way better than like a fake guitar, right? 
So on scene, they have that, and they were gonna have Kurt Russell like smash the guitar because in the movie he's like, all right, enough, like guitar, and he smashes it. And before they could give him the prop guitar to smash, he just grabs the real guitar that's like thousands of dollars and smashes it. So if you watch that scene, you can see um, the the the, the ca- whole cast the, just only well, not God. the whole cast with that one girl, the one girl that they're taking in prisoner. She's like, oh, oh my God, you know, oh Jennifer Jason Lee, I, I think that's who Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Lee. Yeah, she she like whoa, she freaks out a little, but that's cool. Just a little, I mean, little yeah, small hundred thousand dollar. Uh-huh. Like, I I didn't break it. Y'all <laughs> saw that, right? So that's Kurt Russell. Uh-huh. That's his thing. He's just breaking really crazy things. In the eighties, they had this chess computer, and he, this and he just, just pours alcohol straight into this, it. This guy because yeah. he lost to it. He's probably just on a screensaver. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even playing it. Like Kurt, come on, man, what are you doing? Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, we didn't really get into the ending. Huh? I think we kind of uh, deviated from that. What we we kind of acknowledged it, but there is. I was so I looked up the actual last line because I really liked the last line and I wanted to talk about it for a bit. But like when I looked up that last line, I just ended up in a whole like rabbit hole of oh, just theory? different theories okay, about yeah. the ending, and I was you like, got oh. into the theories of the thing. Yeah, theory? dude. And then I just started diving deep in there Wait, so what did you find? well the last line itself is a uh, so like we said they're both sitting down um childs walks by and he's like oh hey i was just out you know i thought i saw him i got lost in the storm haha what did you do yeah and so they both like sit down or whatever and so they both acknowledge like well like it could be you but... no they not just they're gonna die and then even if they don't get rescued it's like it's probably best that they do die yeah so they both sit down and then he's like well what do we do now and then kurt russell's like well why don't we just sit down here for a little while see what happens and that's it that it just ends there mm-hmm. it ends oh no so what happens is um the kurt russell here, yeah here's... he hands him a drink uh-huh. he hands him like an alcohol bottle and child sips it kurt smiles and that's it that's the end yeah and so there's like a theory that he handed him gasoline. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say. I was just going to say. So there's that one, right? Yeah, he has him gasoline. Because right before um, the thing comes up and takes in the the dynamite little plunger. plunger. Yeah, there's like two bottles of like Molotov cocktail sitting right next to it. You know, and it shows it like explode. But where else would this guy have gotten, you know, a, a, bottle. Little, a bottle from exactly? Yeah, so it's probably full of gasoline. So that's a theory that I like. There's that one. There was another one that I I liked personally. That's uh, that they both like not. They're both the thing, and so are like, well, why don't we just sit down? And they like wait in the cold, and they both live. And they both live. And yeah. They just go. Let me let me see if I can find it real quick. All right. So let's see. A couple of the theories were. Sorry, I'm at the bottom of the website for some reason. A couple of the theories were. Let's see. Of course, the that he hands child some gasoline, that there's a glint in McReady's eye, and apparently every other character that was the thing has a little glint. What? That's too much. Yeah, that's know. getting like, too into details, it. Details like that, like where they aren't like noticeable. I'm telling you, dude. I went into the rabbit hole. So, so there's like there are some like theories that are like that are backed up by like details in the movie. So one is like, I don't remember the order, but there's a there's a theory like. Or maybe just an observation of like how all the characters get infected, you know, their infected order. Mm-hmm. And one thing that helps determine is when Woods? I don't remember. The, the guy that had like a gash on his head the whole time. 
he had the keys and then he went the guy the that room. looked like the guy from the 70s show yeah yeah huh? that guy uh-huh him he comes in with the keys and then he sees the thing eating one of the other doctors one of the other researchers and he drops the keys and then that's how he gets into the blood mm. so they think it's the sheriff guy for a while but the thing could have got the keys it could have gotten the keys when it dropped them mm-hmm. he dropped them right there yeah so maybe that didn't really prove a killing order but it did excuse the sheriff, right? Because he wasn't yeah, a thing. Yeah, because the, the sheriff oh, wasn't, yeah. a thing. He wasn't a thing. There's a whole scene where he's like, all right, well, get me out of this goddamn chair. Yeah, uh-huh. And That's then like one of those the one that I had said is that they're both the alien, and it's the alien discussing its survival with itself. Because he's like, well, why don't we just wait out here? Oh. And he's like, all right, yeah, we'll just wait. And that's why he laughs? And that's why he smiles. Oh, shit. Yeah, see? That'd be cool. I like that. See, that's what's cool. Okay, so what I had written down, what I found out was that Carpenter had actually filmed multiple endings, Ooh. you know, for test audiences, you know, because people didn't like the nihilistic, certain... dreary ending that it had, you know, and it's, it's like, really well, ambiguous. what do you think happened? And so, yeah, well, one of the endings was that McCready just gets rescued by himself and they test him and they find out he's not the thing. Happy ending, right? But like, no, that that sucks. Imagine mm. that ending, right? Imagine, I, like, I would that hate ending. that ending, that would dude. Suck. I like that this was open. It was open-ended, it was enough for you. It, it left that like, uh, it left that scary feeling. It left feeling. you unsure. It left you unsure, exactly. Like, and it's the same feeling that carried throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. which is what I appreciate. That's what's cool. Yeah, you really felt paranoid along with these people. I still felt paranoid and I've seen this movie maybe Maybe, like, this was the first time I actually watched it, sat down and, like, put my eyeballs on the screen before I either had it on the background or I watched it in high school. Like, and watch little really... clips here and there. Yeah, little clips. Because, you know, I, I go back and watch the the one chest, the uh, defilibrator scene, you know? Where yeah, yeah when he's up. when they think that person's dead, and, then, and they're like, we gotta save him. Oh, yeah. And they get the defibrillator, and then it turns out it was a thing all along. It and just fucking, it sucks up the doctor, eats him. Yeah, and then like his head starts like pulling out. I, I really like the practical effects in this. I think it's one of the movies where it's okay because they're worth mentioning. We watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. When we watched Nightmare on Elm Street, like also we kind of talked about like the practical effects in that, but like compared to the thing, like those were pretty. Now that you see them done well and not just for like haha nightmare sequence uh-huh. when they're done as like no this could be real the centerpiece they do, they're done as the centerpiece right like in my Street, they're done as like an accent to the horror right like i mean what do you remember from i remember that one scene where he grows his arms grows, 20 uh-huh. feet long and That's he just cool. looked like slinky hands the one scene where he pushed his head against the the wall that one was wall. pretty sick that was cool oh of course we talked about how like a lot of them are just turning the camera upside down and like having something crazy going yeah, on. Yeah, but this was like, no, here's like something really horrific. Uh-huh. Just displayed there right in front of these people. I think that's maybe like the deal with movies in the 80s. I think 70s movies were about just being really good and well written, but the 80s were about like, hey, let's put some cool shit on the screen. Because that that's the you know what's the pattern it I'm getting. For them. Uh-huh. Yeah, the 80s were pretty cool for that because what else did we I watch mean, that was 80s? Blade scanners. Runner? Oh yeah, we, we watched, watched scanners, scanners last recently. Night. We watched scanners last night. Scanners. Scanners had some good effects. Oh my god, dude. First like five minutes and you see a man's head blow up. Oh yeah. Well that's like the main thing, right? If you ever heard of David Cronenberg's scanners, you've probably seen that one scene where the guy's sitting at a desk and then his head just explodes. I think that's probably like the most impressive effect. Yeah, definitely. But there's some cool ones. You can see veins sticking out. There, there's a lot of like staring in the movie. I think that movie's cool. Just 
I, I really like the vibe of that movie, but there isn't a lot for me to like hold on to and be really like, really? That movie was yeah, tight. I've been watching scary movies this whole month because it's October and I want to get into the spooky vibes. I'll be honest with you, so far my like top favorites right now, number one, we got Evil Dead 2, of course, classic. Evil Dead 2? Evil Dead 2 stands on its own. And then uh, after, like second place right now is The Thing because it's really good. Thing, yeah, number two, The yeah, Thing. Yeah, number Dang. two right now is The Thing out of everything I've watched. Then we got Final Destination 5. 5? Final Destination 5. That's cool. Because it has nice writing. It, it implements new ideas into the whole thing. Which one was 5? Five? 5 is the one where they... Uh, they survived like the high wave or the oh, yeah. bridge the that, collapsing. The one that we saw that, that one night, right? Yeah, because yeah. I saw you watching two and then I didn't see you watch the other ones, but then you were on five. Yeah, man. I, I sat through all five of them. Let me tell you, <laughs> if you're going to watch any of them, watch five. Really? You think yeah. that's the best one? one? One gets it done. One's good. I really like the the scene in number one where the, uh, the train slice you think he's gonna die in the train they pull him out and yeah. he lives he's, he's like well you were supposed to die who's gonna die next and then they just slice i think it's ashton kutcher dude no 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 it's ashton kutcher it's the guy that is with ashton kutcher and dude where's my car sean william scott i think his name is i'm willing to bet my left toe that that is sean william scott Damn. yeah and he gets his head cut off yeah they just slice it in half and you're like whoa so that's a really cool scene but five has its own little story it's got some cool deaths in it and then uh they go ahead and just replay every single death scene in the entire series so yeah, might as well right yeah you know you don't have to it saves you sitting through four movies i'm sure you could watch just that like sequence right there to get what you want out of all the movies right yeah you don't gonna watch five movies just watch the end credits of five so anyways in third place we have final destination five and then in fourth we have scanners and scanners dang man these are movies saw recently well good yeah, good well, yeah 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 that you've seen so far or like of all time i'd say in this month because i've been this watching moment? a lot this okay month, all right that's it cool it sounds like i've been watching old movies and all that but no dude i've seen all the animals i sat through all the chuckies i've seen a couple halloweens this month I haven't seen Halloween. Halloween Kills yet. Oh, wait, wait, here. Before we get into other horror movies, because I'm not talking about horror movies, um, any final thoughts on The Thing? Final thoughts on The Thing? Honestly, 8 out of 10 for me, man. It it has, you know what? 8.5, actually. 8.5? Because I like the pacing of it. It has some really cool deaths in it. You're scared. Yeah, you're for sure. Like, I for sure watch it every time, and I'm a little concerned for what's going on. And it time. never just kind of feeds you a whole, like, here's what's happening. Here's oh, this. Yeah. Here's that. You have to, like, try to figure, figure it out. out. Yeah, you're thinking about it. You're not bored, right? I think a little. I was a little... Sleep every now and then it, it, it slows it, down it slows down it slows down but like i said it just feels like a game of among us where they break it down and they're like all right guys it what do we know it doesn't feel over the top it, it it all flows so naturally between paranoia and like horror it never gets like too much it never gets stressful well i mean like not bad stressful. i wouldn't say stressful it doesn't but get like, like headache inducing it doesn't it's get always, over the top it's with always itself. fun to watch it's it's got some nice parts. There's this one scene, well, the doctor scene when they're trying to revive that guy and he eats the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they burn the thing, but its head falls off. And the head uh -huh. just crawls away oh, and yeah. it grows its own legs. Uh-huh, the whole time. All the prosthetics are just like, oh, they do that. I mean, most of the time, I'm sure they're just puppets. Yeah, but even, like, at that point, you're like, what the hell? Like, it can just cut its head off and go yeah, away? Yeah, that, well, that's, that's how... And that's when that's they how figure out. McReady finds out that, like, they exist as... 
each part is a whole where all of the the thing is its own thing so when the head comes off it's like that thing because i remember i remember in the beginning when they kill it with the dogs you're like oh that's it like they killed it and i was like, yeah i was like there was yeah. only two aliens one of them was already burned by the sweet the Swedish or yeah, Norwegian Swedish, people? Yeah. The Norwegian, yeah, they go because they go to the Norwegian camp. And they yeah, find all the... and they find the corpse, and you're like, well, one's already. Oh, they dead. bring it back, right? Do they bring it back with them? Yeah, they do actually. They bring out like this really crazy looking. Well, they bring that one back, and then but the dog is another one. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, okay, there's two. And then they killed the dog, and I was like, well, now there's zero. What are we gonna do now? That's so cool that you found out like that, like each part is a whole along with the characters, you know? Because going into it, you're kind of like, oh, look at these idiots, man. Like they could have not let the dog run up to them yeah you could have avoided this in so many like different ways could have helped the norwegian shooting at the dog but of course is like you're probably watching you're like whoa I'm like yo what are these swedes doing pulling up to <laughs> a base and just shooting yeah they just shoot at a guy and yeah you're even, like, asking to get sniped uh-huh. and then like you get shot by the sheriff and you're kind of like yeah sick but then you're but when i was watching it i was like oh fuck like there goes, there goes their last chance at like stopping the thing i would give it yeah, eight out of ten. Eight out of, eight out of ten. I think, I think everything about it, from like story, suspense, atmosphere, lighting, I feel it's shot. You know, pretty above average. I, I think, I think in terms of like cinematography, you know, because people love to talk about that now. I think in terms of that, it's above average. It's not shot bad, and it shot really well for it being in the dark. But I think the awe comes from the prosthetics and like the performances and nothing really cool like framing wise or it's more cool shot composition you know yeah it's more on like it's more on the spectacle yeah on the practical effects it's themselves not on the actual shot yeah like i mean maybe maybe one that stuck out in my head is like when Kurt Russell is like shooting a flamethrower and I just thought that looked kind of cool but there wasn't any other shots past that that were like oh like that's sick I can't believe they got that or maybe like when the building blew up but then again like that's because yeah that's just a giant explosion just the it's giant the explosion first giant cool. explosion you've seen because even I talked about it there even before that they're just throwing dynamite into the room oh, yeah. uh-huh. like, really just a little bang there's gas tanks in there there's yeah oxygen tanks exactly. stuff should be blowing up blow up a telephone I mean that's just how it was man that's maybe that. in the 80s maybe there was just gas in the air because that's what happened in scanners too remember when yeah, the guy crashes into the, they blew by, they blew a telephone booth, they blow up a car just by running into the wall. So maybe. So I think eight out of ten is pretty pretty good. You know, better than the reviews they were getting back then. Did you know that like when it did came out, like it was so hated, like from like science horror fans. The original director hated it. Uh, this one magazine called Cinefantastic. Oh man, that would have been a good podcast. Cinefantastic. It's too yeah, late. Dude. We filmed our pants. <laughs> it's too late. Um, they called it the the most hated movie of all time. Yeah, most hated film ever. Apparently, that's Dang. how bad it was. People really hated uh, the thing back well, in eighty two. What, what was this? 82? 82, 82, yeah. To be fair. Because well, what it was is that like America was going through a recession and movies that had really bleak and nihilistic outlooks on life weren't vibing with it. Did I tell you earlier that E.T. came out the same time? So people preferred E.T.'s perspective of like aliens rather than 
really? <laughs> yeah. They'd I mean, rather have a little friendly alien? A little friendly alien, yeah, making first contact, of course. Of course you want that more optimistic feel from it, right? No one no, wants dude. an alien to come to Earth and be like, oh, man. I'm going to take over. I lost my house, and there's aliens. Great. So... I think that's a big part of why I did bad. But now, of course, you know, it's one of the best horror movies of all time. I think it's probably, like, one of my favorite horror movies. I never really think about horror movies. I mean, like... I think it just got bad reviews at the time because... What's the, what's the name of that movie? That's, like, fucking terrible. Huey Halloween? No, bitch. Grown Ups 1, the one 2, with, and 3? The one that's, like, Cars oh, 2? Hi. Oh, The Room? Yeah. Oh, that's actually like a bad movie. See, <laughs> that's actually a bad movie. I think it got bad reviews because The Room hadn't been made yet. So people were being <laughs> the, too the optimistic. Bar, the bar was still like really high, you know, for movies like that. Yeah. And then The Room came out. And then The Room came out. And then we ran into the 2000s where we just like, all right, here's a scary movie four, scary movie five, scary yeah, movie six. True, yeah. And then we get into the like 2010s where everyone's like, well, let's just regurgitate all the good old yeah. stuff. Yeah. You said that last night about... Scanners, I think. I think you said you really like Scanners because a lot of the horror movies you were watching. They're just regurgitating old stuff or like same ideas, same premises, just a different take on it, which is nice. It's not always a I bad thing. I don't mind that. I don't mind like remakes. That's, I don't like, mind maybe them. Maybe that's a little like... But whenever you come across something that's the first of like something you've seen, uh-huh. it's it's really like, oh, hey, this is good. It's never it's never a good idea to remake something that's already good. I think they should do remakes of bad movies. Like and bad movies good. with like interesting premises, but like they fell on their asses hard. They shouldn't remake movies that are like, oh, like, I remember uh, Blade Runner. Well, I guess that's a bad example. Good example. Good example. The Room was bad. They remade The Room on Netflix, and that was pretty good. That wasn't The Room. That was like a really weird It was a It was a take on it, which is what they should have done with The Room, because that's what they did with Borat. Mm. Borat's a film about a guy trying to make a film. I know it gets more satirical, right? But it's a film about a guy trying to make a film, and that's what The Room should have been. No, I don't think that's a fair comparison. I think... Borat is more like, you know, satirizing America while The Room is more... No, yeah, So The yeah. Room is about this guy That's who's like just trying to make a drama. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like in The Room, he's he's trying to be like really dramatic and his life's tragic. But like Disaster Artist, what they do with it is that like, hey, like Tommy Ozell, like you made the movie and you're making people happy. Like do what you want to do, you know? Like, so different messages, even though it's the same idea of like The Room. But I think I like The Disaster Artist yeah. way better. For sure, you you sit through the room because you kind of have to, you know. If <laughs> yeah. if you call yourself a film critic, even I I've, I'd say film aficionado for aficionado, me. Right? I haven't yeah, seen. You dabble. The, I've I've dabbled, you know. I yeah. I stick my toes in like, well, this seems good. This Ooh, seems cool. No, I don't like I don't like Salem. Yeah, I've seen the Lighthouse. I get I get oh, film. Eight twenty four. Yeah, they're in they're in my watch history. Oh, dude, just wait till you get past eight twenty four. That's kind of where I've been past, right? That's why I'm watching these really boring, foreign, depressing movies because I'm I've watched all of eight twenty four, and you're like, all right, well, like that's pretty sick, but you know, like these movies got to be coming from somewhere, you know, because that's what it is. A lot of movies eight twenty four are like inspired from older movies, you know, like the eight twenty four movies are running because old boring foreign movies walked type deal that's that's what i mean you so have that's to, what we're getting into right now yeah you have to right? like dabble into it right like all right well this is cool but like what's it based on same thing you know yeah i feel like from what i've seen when i'm watching like these real old movies is that 
they were more down to like present these really vague ideas and just let it like let it stick with you let it like uh, be in your head and you think about it and you try to decipher it on your own but a lot of movies nowadays are trying to be like a complete packageable sellable experience where it's like oh hey here's the whole thing like don't worry it's not offensive contentious in any way you can just watch it you turn your brain off and like you're good to go which is not a bad thing right like that's not a bad thing to enjoy sometimes you just gotta put qb halloween on and uh-huh. you know give put- adam sandler a couple dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 like movies like that you can put it on the background you don't really gotta pay attention to like the ideas are like surface level like you're not missing out by not really like thinking hard about it there's but- nothing you can delve into uh-huh but when it turns into like film that's when like the filmmaker has like these ideas that they want to present to you and make you think about yeah it's not it's it's it isn't cookie cutter is Mm -hmm. what it is they're like no here's a story with like a couple holes that you need to fill in and that's what i'm saying that's what's crazy about it because like i mean people hated the thing it almost didn't get made it was going through a bunch of directors and writers um even once they got like carpenter on it uh he almost quit it so that he can go make his like passion project el diablo and so they even put like they even put it on hold for a point like they weren't making it anymore but um after alien by ridley scott came out they're like oh hey like we're working on that one alien we should finish that one so like people hated that movie and it 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 dared to be different and look at it now now it's like and now it's like a little cult classic yeah it has a south park reference i'm sure it's got a whole game it's got a whole game I mean, the Among Us, not official, not oh, official, yeah, yeah. It's to, not uh, by any means officially licensed. That's what's crazy, but, right? And that's what I'm saying, like, in, in the future, when people talk about how the Among Us was hated, man, it's probably going to be, like, Minecraft. Aw, dude, Among Us is... <laughs> it's probably going to be Minecraft. People can hate on Among Us, man, but you know what? You get a couple mods in there, dude, it's a whole <laughs> oh new game. God. No, I mean, maybe, maybe they just got to make, like, a VR version. You just you've just never played a game of Among Us where the innocents have guns or nay. That's all I'm saying. Cause you walk around and you're like, I'm gonna kill every motherfucker because I know I'm good. It's cause why did Among Us get like the meme status it did? I think just like all the sexualizations of it, huh? Yeah, they, they can't sure. stick. It's cause it's just like a little friendly game you can just put on a plate and so kids Yeah, that's that's what I think about the thing. It was cool to watch it again. I'd Definitely. watch it again, maybe. Like, it's one of those movies I'm down to watch every so often, you know. Like, yeah, if you're like me and you've never seen it, definitely recommend you watch it because it's worth it. It's pretty good. And then, you know, if you've only seen it the once, maybe go watch it again. I think any movie is cool to watch again. You get a little more out of it the second time. Yeah, I feel like it's cool when a movie does it really well the first time, but a movie is really great when you can watch it again and get more out of it. Like Gremlins too. Like Gremlins too, exactly. <laughs> All right, so that was our discussion of The Thing by John Carpenter. Uh, we both liked it. Good horror movie. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, we'll probably do this again next week. Yeah. Whenever our schedules line up, that's honestly how it's gonna be at this point. We'll pick out another movie to watch. Maybe something spooky. Is it still October next week? We'll still do spooky movies. I wanted to do a thing where we maybe follow like a chain. 
Oh yeah, yeah so you know what I was talking about like a little like web of movies to like where we started with the thing, so maybe we can watch. Another we can John watch anything related to the thing, John another Carpenter, Kurt Russell thing. Maybe we can even watch one of the movies that came out around the eighties. The eighties, uh, you know, the same ET time. came out at the same time. E. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. I haven't seen Blade Runner. Oh, you haven't seen Blade Runner. I haven't seen the original Blade Runner. It's pretty uh, good. It's really good. Uh, you know, any of Rob Botton's visual effects works. Mm-hmm. But yeah, guys, that so was it. So tune in, tune in next week, maybe next week. Tune in next episode. Next episode for sure, definitely. That's a that's a banger little statement right there. <laughs> Join us next week, where we talk about another movie. This has been the podcast. I just filmed my pants. I just filmed my pants. I have been Uriah. That was Renee. Thank you guys so much for listening. And appreciate you guys if you guys stuck it out this long, honestly. Thanks Uh for being interested. Hopefully the next one will be just as interesting and just as informational. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.